0: To the Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic News Radio. We will be drafting news radio episodes into units with a common theme. In Part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In Part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who preferred the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil.
1: Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed Part A, where we declared Lauren the winner of the absence for Exilus' excellence in this podcast. Now we are back for Part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Tom, and I'm here with Thaddeus and Lauren discussing Towers, the third of three episodes in our Jimmy's Publicity Stunt Unit. To kick off this Part B, we're going to start with some of our other favorite scenes and quotes not covered in Part A. Um, So, let's see. Thad, give us one of your other favorite scenes from this that we did not cover already. All right. Uh, one of the favorite scenes I
2: had that we didn't talk about was uh, I actually like the second Jimmy and Lisa brainstorming scene, which is where she talks about the bridge and Jimmy Lantis. So I think Laura talked about uh, Lauren talked about the first one, uh, but mm-hmm. the, I like the second one, and that was gonna be one of my backups if, if one of them have been taken because it's it's like that good energy going back and forth between them. Lisa's so excited when she hit Jimmy Lantis. <laughs> I don't know what to call me the Final Frontier. Uh, <laughs> already tried it. Like what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So that's, a scene, that's another scene that I really, really liked.
1: That's a good one. Uh, Lauren, what's another scene that you uh, enjoyed?
3: Um, I like the nerd scene with Max, all the way through Dave yelling at Matthew about his choice in music. <laughs> I think it's Dave almost breaking that does it for me. You know, when Matthew really gets up on his desk and gets in Dave's face <laughs> and, and he's screaming at him, you can see it. Then Dave has to deliver a line, and you can see he's smiling. You can right. see it, and you just got to imagine that's the best take they had. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. Right. <laughs> right. It's just they're having so much fun in the scene, and you can yeah. tell. So I think that's one of mine.
1: <laughs> I love Lovitch doing that nerd, 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 nerd. <laughs> Punching his fist, and yeah. then he goes, hi, and then he goes, hello. hello. <laughs> I think I've made my
3: point, and he you know, smokes <laughs> an <laughs> invisible cigarette. Off,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I, I actually like the cold open. I don't – did we cover that? Um, I I like that uh, with with Matthew rubbing the – yeah the, uh, the cake on his face and it kind of like sprays on dave and everybody's gonna kind of back up and um <laughs> yeah that, that was a good one um any any other scenes that you'd like to cover not for me no you, you okay. guys covered everything else on that, my list very good um how about favorite quotes lauren um what what's uh some of your other favorite quotes
3: I don't know that I would have the guts to use it, but I really like Kiss Me Bum Monkey. <laughs> 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 I mean,
1: yeah, I, f- I feel like these are just, you know, you don't have to use them. It's no, just, th- this well, one wouldn't have ones. been my
3: most usable. I would love to see someone else use it in real life, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> has a way of an exit line. Yeah.
1: So many of Matthew's, uh, your British... Quotes are, are great. Yeah. Uh, that. What do you have?
2: um Just for the way it said, mm-hmm. Joe talking about beating up the beating up the the kids, the skateboard <laughs> kids, and the alternative kids. They like it. It makes them <laughs> feel oppressed. You know. Again, it's a total jerk thing to say in real life. and I was like, yeah, I can't really actually say that in real life. But the way he says it, it just he's like, it makes them feel oppressed. Just.
1: That's one of my favorite lines <laughs> it's that. really that's about as like kind of comic jokey he as he delivers a line like he yeah that true. is like he really leans into that one um yeah that's that's a good that's a good one um i, I do it every week is charles bronson yeah on <laughs> TNT.
2: that was next on my list <laughs>
1: That's great. The, the whole the whole run up, of like him talking about how you know, then one day the streets aren't yours.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dave's like a Charles Brown's a week on TNT, right?
2: <laughs> Dude, every week Charles Brown's a week on TNT. <laughs> All
1: right, Laura what's another one?
3: Um, one of my favorite lines, just for the line reading, is "Yeah, we're gonna get you some pudding." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know she's eating pudding
3: oh yeah and he's using it as an ice pack too he's got it on his forehead it's the way she uh, like glares at Lisa when she said it like what did you do to my Jimmy (laughs) the pudding has some like vehemence in it yeah
1: (laughs) right, Dad. what's another one
2: I actually one of the ones I I always think I could possibly use is a lot of things can happen when you're uh, building a parking garage (laughs) 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 <laughs> there's a lot of menace in that <laughs> yeah it's just the way he says it just, but I feel like there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of things that can happen I think you can use it with different you know different items I that when you're building a uh, patio like a, a, uh, a bureau set like I don't know, <laughs> you know like, I, I think you have to have a scheme for what's really gonna happen but I do like that line just the way that it's it's dropped <laughs> hopefully in casual conversation yeah <laughs>
1: Um, I, I did enjoy. I wish I had a pretty face like yours so I could smash it. <laughs> I did that no justice whatsoever, but you know, uh, Lauren, you got any? You got some more?
3: I've got so many more. Um, okay. I'm going to try to just pick one or two. Yeah, um, give, give us two. Uh, I really like. Uh, I think, sir, you are greatly overestimating the power of the mutant mole people <laughs> lobby. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That was a good one. Very wordy. Hard to use in real yeah. life. But a really mm-hmm. great line.
2: <laughs> All right, I go to uh, <laughs> deal with the bloody ponces. Mayhem! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's usable. Right? I think you it, just gotta have the guts. <laughs> it is. But I think bloody ponces is bloody usable, really. like That's <laughs> something that I think you can throw around a lot. I really just like the word ponces. Uh, it's fun to say. Yeah, but yelling it's, mayhem to storm word. off, I think, is, is pretty good. <laughs>
1: mayhem. Uh, I don't know if anybody said this, but hold on, to your panties, Nancy boy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard that since Lauren's victory speech. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I think the last one I'm going to throw out there is grow his nails long and collect his urine in jars. Mm. I like the way it was such an immediate answer. It's not the line itself. It's the way Jimmy asked a question. He's just like, oh, I know this one.
2: Right. Some do, Maxie. Some do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my last one is, excuse me, London, home of the American werewolf. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I mean, forget the disrespect of building the towers over there and all this stuff. This is what it's known for. Living is basically an American kind of side piece. Oh, yeah, it's over American Werewolf. Yeah, I know that place. Uh, yeah, I, just, I, I just really like that line. I just think it's funny.
1: Very good. All right, the last one. Um, I don't mind that you change your appearance, but when you bring crap like this into the office. <laughs>
3: Like it's drugs, right? Yeah. In, yeah. In, in Speaking any other of sitcom,
1: striper, drugs. striper, and winger, and Bon Jovi, yeah. Uh, that's
2: mm. that's a great scene. That's definitely hilarious. Yeah.
1: Any other ones that you want to shout out real quick? I no. I gotta stop or I'll never. <laughs> okay. Well, <stop. laughs> that we'll never get on. Okay. We're going to do a segment that we call Half Truths and Gorilla Dust with yours truly. Uh, some facts about uh, things that were referenced in the episode. So, uh, previously we just mentioned Striper, Winger. Um, Striper was a Christian metal band in the 80s, sold over 10 million albums. Uh, Winger was a hair metal band uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, often mentioned on Beavis and Butthead. Um, oh. as, a, as a joke um, and Beavis and Butthead coincidentally uh, later this year I believe have a movie like Beavis and Butthead do the universe um, uh, it, according oh. to IMDb it's going to feature Stephen Root and uh, is being produced by another, none other than Lou Morton um, hey, yeah. so you know right. little, little Could be little a little radio one. connection to Beavis and Butthead um, let's see we we did uh, hear Matthew in this episode uh Again singing uh I'm a lineman for the county. Uh Wichita lineman is the name of the church <laughs> Glenn Campbell. I uh, just wanted to give a shout out that later later down the road, uh, Parks and Rec would also use it and uh, Ron Swanson would sing That's song. Right. That's right. Um and if you can ever think of two more disparate characters singing <laughs> that song, it would be I I, I can't think of what it would be. Um these towers are supposed to be the tallest in the world um, at 200 stories. Currently, the, the tallest building in the world is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Uh, that is 163 stories tall. Uh, pretty damn tall. It's almost... It's uh, 2,722 feet. Um, I think the last 150, maybe 200 feet are actually like the needle, like the antenna. So it's not that's not floors, but... Um, you would you would figure that Jimmy's Towers would probably be somewhere in the 3500 feet range like not over for the half a altitude mile. sickness in the No elevator. no no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> how, how
2: many floors are just for dogs in this Dubai? <laughs> the first Kalima? I believe
1: it's only 2. It's um yeah. Um, <laughs> um and funny. Last uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson week was mentioned. Uh, Charles Bronson was the number one box office draw in the seventies. Uh, he was in the Death Wish movies. Um, and that that was that was his claim to fame. So those are your half truths and guerrilla dust, and we'll get back to uh, going through some more of the episodes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what are some of the favorite gags that uh, we did not cover in our Part A? Uh, Thad, what, what, what were any other gags that you'd like to shout out?
2: Well, my favorite one is going to be the There Comes a Time in Every Man's Life speech. Uh, because, again, I just love the fact that it's repeated through the series. I, again, I think Lauren pointed out that it never really quite gets finished. Uh, this <laughs> one, he kind of goes on for a minute, but it still gets interrupted so uh but i really i just love the fact that that's what he goes to whenever he's got like a big announcement or something <laughs> big that's gonna happen.
3: i kind of want to start tracking like who cuts him off because i feel like it's lisa a lot like in this case it was lisa like i'm on the air in yeah. two minutes okay let's go um <laughs> i feel like the previous one we saw was lisa but i'd have to go back and check to be sure but that might be interesting to track
1: she's the one that would most likely keep him on the rails. Her and Dave, you know, everybody else is just an agent of chaos there. So.
2: <laughs> well, he does it in Led Zeppelin too
1: when they're trying to hook
2: up. Are <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> oh, you with this later? Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> Lauren, what are one of your favorite gags?
3: I, I like, we kind of already touched on it a little bit in some of the other categories, but Dave playing the role of Matthew's dad they never explicitly state it or anything, but it becomes more and more obvious throughout the episode. You know, Dave first tries to have the heart to heart with Matthew. Then he tries to give him some space. Then he can't take it anymore. And he has to be the heavy handed parental figure. (laughs) And uh, I think it's all the tactics that a real parent would try with an unruly teenager who is acting out. And um, I just thought he played it real well. Yeah.
1: That's good. Um, I I personally like just the, uh, the, the, the pressing of that so, nerd 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 <laughs> nerd 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 <laughs> that, that whole thing, it's yeah, it's really good. Um, Dad, you have any other ones? Uh I think the number of
2: times that Matthew says fascist is actually pretty funny. <laughs> uh that he actually calls Dave Mussolini, I think, at one point yes. which cracks me up too. Uh but I mean he must have said at least five or six times throughout the episode. So yeah, I thought that was a, a good gag that they
1: kind of stayed on. All right. Uh, Lauren, any others?
3: Um, I got a couple more. One's okay. um, just Joe needing to hurt someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like once he's got it in his system, he can't, he can't let it go. Like he's got to go hurt somebody get it out of his system. So he goes for the skaters and the alternative record-stored kids. And then finally he's allowed to punish Matthew. Then he goes for Max. So I thought that was kind of a funny bit. Added some humor and, and made for a nice button at the end of the
4: episode.
1: Right. <laughs> nice. I I like the the way that Matthew's desk decoration changed. Like he's got all these he's got posters covering the front of his desk. He's got a poster behind him. Uh, Where where did he have? When did he have time to get all this stuff and then still work most of a day? Again, the time on this is like it's pretty wild. So (laughs) don't investigate too closely. (laughs) Uh, Any others?
2: Um, I like Jimmy Lantis just as a concept. Uh, that was really wonderful to kind of the whole Jimmy Lantis idea out there uh,
1: it's a great name it's a great name um, ah, Jimmy Lantis that, w- that would have made it for a good episode the opening of Jimmy Lantis
4: yeah
3: I like the way Lisa had this whole marketing pitch for it and everything and he's just like tried it yeah
4: <laughs> so good yeah.
3: Um, my last one was, there's this very minor gag, but it's something now that I've noticed it, I want to kind of track it, of Lisa trying to get in on a joke that everyone else is in on, and just sort of failing and getting shut down. Like, Jimmy's talking about how the jumbo jimbos look from space. And she's like, I look like a little <laughs> down here. And he just, he's like, Lisa, you're like three feet away from me. Um, just shut her down. I feel like, I know oh, we saw cool. it uh, when she was trying to learn the art of negotiation from him so she could ask Dave for a raise. There was that whole, like, answer a question with the question bit and beth does it and everyone's like oh she got it and then lisa tries to do it right after and everyone's like yeah we already covered this <laughs> like <laughs> she just gets shut down i feel like that might be something that happens more often than i realize so i want to track that
1: <laughs> okay um that uh any favorite aspects or background catches that we did not cover um uh, lauren kind of mentioned the howard hughes
2: reference uh with the long hair the fingernails and the jars all right uh again Mm. they don't actually say his name but but the fact that max refers to it right away is what billionaires do Uh, i thought that was i thought that was a nice little kind of little background little aspect they threw in there
1: okay very good uh lauren do you have any other ones
3: uh, this is a tiny thing, but I I thought it was a nice touch. Jimmy sticking his head between the jumbo Jimbo's yeah. while Lisa's telling him why it's a bad idea.
4: <laughs> <That was right. laughs> he's
3: just like he's only half listening. He's just admiring his biggest damn disco in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, any others? Um, I like that Jimmy threw cash up in the air to escape the mob. That's how he got away. <laughs> that was really that. That's <laughs> again just. Great line, great image to kind of imagine.
1: Good thinking. Yep. Yeah. Also it's, effective. Yeah. I, I do it at Target all the time. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: <totally>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the line clears out real quick. Okay. Any others?
3: Um, I've got a couple more and then a background catch. All right. Um it, one one thing I like is uh, Jimmy playing with the little police car in the model. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> goes along with sticking his head between the, the towers. Mm-hmm. But just like the way he's like playing with the little police car, driving it around. He's just a little kid. He's just oh, like yeah. it, just playing with his toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the same scene, I like when Jimmy tries to use Clark Kent as an example of why Lisa shouldn't release the story. <laughs> Lisa could have easily countered with "That's." Sp- fictional but instead right. she played into it because she knows him well enough she's like well that's why the daily planet folded <laughs> like, that was a great counter a argument. ridiculous argument with another ridiculous argument
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know i get all my news from the daily bugle
3: <laughs> um and then my background catch was just um jimmy kind of flips off the camera when he says They think I'm building a parking garage right here. He, like, points with his middle finger, like, right at where the parking Mm -hmm. garage is going. I'm like, I wonder if that was on accident or if that was, like, a little, like, I don't know, let's see if we can get this on TV kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've seen people do that, like, they'll point to things with their middle, and it's, like, I don't, I think it's just some people do that, and it's weird. I don't
4: know. Green,
1: or maybe I'm maybe I'm just getting flipped off a lot. I don't. Know. That could be that could be another thing. Boy, these people are just not careful with their middle fingers. <laughs>
2: exactly. <yeah>. Weird. Mm. <laughs> that any others? Uh yeah, my last one is just just the the joke of the food court with a justice system. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I know we've mentioned it several times, and they kind of put it here and there, but the idea of court injustice. <laughs> it's just, again, like, that it would be self-contained in his building is, is just funny Like, just what a, what the hell is
1: going on in that food court? Is it, just, is it just a food fight the entire time? But if there's a court, it's got to be justice, so got to have it. Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. Um, okay, any other keepsakes besides the ones we covered in Part A? Um, that...
2: Um, I actually did not really come up with a lot of the keepsakes. Like I don't think this episode really seemed to have a lot of items past the big ones we've already mentioned, um, as far as actually taking something. So there's there's nothing else that really grabbed my eye.
1: I gotcha. Lauren, did you have anything else?
3: Yeah, my list was also very short. I did have one other thing, and it was uh, Matthew's disc man. I'm assuming it's a Discman. You can't yeah. really see the device that well, but if he's right. got CDs, it's got to be a Discman, yeah. right? Not right. a Walkman. Right. But he had those those headphones that I haven't seen since the oh, 90s. Yeah. Nobody's rocking those headphones anymore.
1: <laughs> no, those things hurt your ears after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the only other person is Star-Lord, maybe. That's about yeah. it. Like, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: So, that was the only other thing on my list. Not a Not a real prop-heavy episode.
1: Yeah. I actually did like Matthew's pants. I could see you wearing those golfing, you know. If they, you just took them out at the bottom a little bit. If they weren't in boots or whatever, they, you know, it's pretty yeah. snazzy. So maybe it's the nice. cracked magazine that Matthew's reading, but mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we covered all the best ones. It's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving right along. Um, okay, what are, any other nitpicks or enigmas?
3: Um. Yeah. So. I want to know, why were the candles on the cake already lit when Matthew hadn't even arrived at the office yet? Right? Mm. They got 30 candles lit up, just burning down. Matthew's not even there.
0: Who does that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Uh, they probably had Junior and, um, and Lorenzo down on, on, on oh, one, Let them on know. He's on his way up. He's on his way up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't tell if this
2: is a cake question or a fire question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of both, right? Yeah, yeah, because if, both. if you let the candles burn down, you're going to get wax on the cake. Who wants to eat that's waxy true. cake? It's yeah, true. true. Right? <laughs> but if anybody
2: would, it would be Matthew.
3: Well, that's Max, true. maybe, but... He'll... Matthew will put anything in his mouth. But Dave knows that those fire extinguishers aren't hooked up in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he should be concerned.
2: That's true. <laughs> um, so one of my questions was, since it wasn't Joe, who built the model? And why I get that question. Why does it look <laughs> why is it like Joe built it? <laughs> it kind of looks like something Joe would build.
1: Oh, I think it looks way better than anything Joe would build.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, but who built it? Joe didn't know about it, so who built it? Who's Jimmy's probably, other model guy?
1: I probably got an architecture company. You know, he's got to find somebody to build these towers, so.
2: That's true. I had to build the scale of the other buildings. <laughs>
1: That's right.
3: I just feel like he would have asked Joe first, but Joe definitely didn't know about it, right. you know? Joe's Joe's his guy because Joe's always got another guy, but clearly Joe was out of the loop here. Yeah, I had the same question. Who built it? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: right.
1: Uh, does does do the levels just for dogs also have a justice system? Dog and, justice? And, and and is it run by kangaroos? <laughs> a kangaroo court <laughs> for the dogs
3: It's probably run by paw patrol.
1: <laughs> there you go um,
3: okay. In the breakup, Matthew claims the reason he's so obsessed with Catherine's birthday is because his birthday was the previous week and no one remembered. Catherine's birthday is in November. This episode aired in February. When is Matthew's birthday?
2: (laughs) Season five. Season five chronologically. (laughs) I can't say the word chronological and we can't count things that happened in season five, I think.
1: It is whenever the writers need it to be.
2: But
3: then if it's a week before Catherine's birthday, does he strike you as a Scorpio? You think Matthew's a Scorpio?
2: He is not. He's probably a Libra. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, no. We know her date is in November, so he could be. But yeah. (laughs) Regardless, I I I stick by my... I'll say it every week. Season (laughs) 5 chronology does not hold up.
1: I have zero astrological opinions. So (laughs) I'll stay out of this one.
2: Um. I wanted to know what Matthew's really capable of, considering how fast he put up the outfit, how fast <laughs> he got his desk decorated, uh, like just just basically when he decided he wanted to do something, it was done, toot sweet, and I, I kind of just wonder what is he actually capable of <laughs> if he he's, uh we know he's a capable dentist in season five right we well, in season out. four yeah. right season yeah. four before yeah. he goes back so yeah. so that one counts <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does that's a good good question. Uh, Lauren, any others?
3: Um, Just one more. Okay. Does Beth keep an emergency stockpile of pudding in the office? (laughs) (laughs) And is it for just such an occasion? Like, was that her lunch she gave him, or does she keep a Jimmy stash of pudding in case of emergency? (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, she's not skipping lunch if she's got emergency pudding, so. She must be making
1: more money at this point, right? I I feel like there's... You know, there's pudding. There's there's crackers. There's Lunchables. There's, there's lots of stuff in there.
2: There's a Jimmy snack box with a padlock.
1: Absolutely. You know, there's uh, probably still gelato.
2: Yeah, Jimmy's gelato. I yeah. I have one more question. It's just what does Matthew mean when he says my hair has rights too? <laughs> That's not, like, what? Could he? Is I don't know what that means.
1: That's a good question. Okay, so those are our nitpicks and enigmas smothered in sacred sauce. Um, So now we're going to go to a segment we call a time capsule from the Internet with Lauren.
3: All right, so around this time there was a thread... Um, with people sharing stories of various news radio audio clips that aired on their local radio stations, which isn't a thing I ever remember. I don't know if you guys ever heard it on any of your local radio stations, but I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Um,
3: there was a station in Atlanta that regularly used two quotes from Bill. One was, Jimmy, my ass hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one was, we don't need your thought control. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rock station in New York that used one of the quotes from rap, the pounding rhythms, the throbbing bass lines, the music speaks to me in places I didn't know had ears.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good line. (laughs) (laughs) Places I didn't know I had ears.
3: I want to know like in what context was the radio station using Jimmy, my ass hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they slip that in there? How does that apply? Um, I never heard anything like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was also a thread where people were writing news radio haikus, which I think is something we should bring back on Twitter, maybe. Wow. Um, a couple of my favorites were more coffee for Dave, cannot miss that caffeine high. Oh, crap, it's decaf. And another one was the booth is empty. It's time for a staff meeting. Who's reading the news? <laughs> well, unanswerable <laughs> question wrapped up in a haiku. <laughs> I remember
2: haikus. <laughs> Very 90s (laughs) Yeah
3: Um, So people were starting to get excited About the upcoming premiere of the movie Office Space on February 19th 1999 Which of course featured our very own Jimmy James Steven Root as Milton Uh, Dave was supposed to be on Leno the same night but he got bumped And there was much rage On the message boards
1: Wow (laughs) Who's this Leno guy think he is and they got rid of Conan for him. Oh. <laughs> Every
3: time I see Stephen Root with his glasses askew or broken or something like we saw him after he got beat up by the protesters, I always get like a little glimpse of Milton. <laughs> I'm like, ah, there's, there's just like a little tiny bit of Milton in there. <laughs> but this has been a time capsule from the Internaut.
1: Thank you, Lauren, for that time capsule from the internet. Uh, now we'd like to just open it up for a little general discussion about the cast and the characters. Um, any any impressions that we haven't covered that you uh, would like to mention? Um, that? Uh, I already kind of covered but
2: I like Beth's accent. And <laughs> every time I see it now, I just actually think about how great an actor she is and the fact that she could actually do that accent for real. You know, and like actually act out. So the fact that she's doing it as a joke kind of stands out to me a little bit because I know how talented she is. I know she could actually do it. Right.
3: Yeah, they say, like, I mean, I'm not an actor by any means, but they always say, like, it's hard to act like you don't know how to do something you actually know how to do, right? Like you yeah. hear about actors who are really great dancers, but then they get cast in this role where they're not supposed to know how to dance and then they just, like, can't. It's a struggle, right? Right. You have to unlearn something, sort of. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I could unlearn rhythm, Lauren, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this Pulsating through my bones. In
3: places you didn't know how to ears. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Um, I, I just wanted to say, I thought it was a great Jimmy episode in its own right, but mm. it's, I think it's especially good considering how much they dumbed down Jimmy in season five. Yes. Um, I think here we see some of that clever, maybe maybe even slightly evil, cutthroat businessman Jimmy. So that was nice to see, that it wasn't just like bumbling idiot Jimmy that they sort of pulled out here and there in season yeah. five.
1: Yeah. I'd love to reiterate that Matthew has such a great... Run in this, this episode is is yeah. so good for him. Like the, just the going back and forth between the Britishisms and and even doing the Britishisms, but then dropping the accent for a little bit. That's what really broke the camel's arse. <laughs> you know, <he> just, <laughs> like <laughs> says it in his normal voice, like the,
4: no, anyway!
1: <laughs> Just he really, you know. Jimmy, Jimmy does a great job, too, but uh, Matthew, I feel like, carries the episode as far as the comedy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to
2: get to my Joe <laughs> my Joe stuff. We have, again, Detective Joe asking all these questions about the, uh, the towers themselves. Uh, but then I think we get what I like to call Punisher Joe. <laughs> 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 Who's going to go around beating up punks? in different places so uh i think really interesting i think last episode i I think uh tom imagined a van if i remember correctly full of all sorts of gear so the punisher joe theme continues uh who is this guy what does he do at night because he's a an electrician by day (laughs) or detective i don't know
1: who's this electrician and what does he do (laughs) okay uh lauren anything else
3: um, I just like to imagine what Bill's reaction to punk Matthew would have been. Bill, Bill reacting to Matthew oh, was always one of question. my favorite things. And of course, season five, we don't get to see that anymore.
1: Right.
3: It, they could have gone a few different ways with it. He could have like recognized that like, oh, you know, Matthew is torturing Dave in this moment. I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and just, you know, rev him up and get him going more. Or he could like relentlessly made fun of him for what he was doing. I, don't, I feel like they they had some options. I would love to have seen what they would have done with that.
1: It would really be funny if like Bill went punk in solidarity with Matthew. <laughs> so, like because he's turning 50 or something. Yeah, like, that, would
2: <laughs> that would be good.
3: I hadn't even considered that.
1: But he can't get it. He's like a little too posh with his English because like his previous (laughs) uh, episode where he's trying to find British parents.
3: He also doesn't know punk music has words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pulsating rhythms. Okay. Well, now how about uh, anything like an added scene, something on the fly, a scene or montage that you'd like to add to this episode? Uh, Lauren, do you have anything there? I've got a few. Okay. (laughs)
3: Um, So I want to see Matthew getting the tattoo, but the twist Mm -hmm. is that it's a henna tattoo shop. And he clearly doesn't know the difference. <laughs> um, and I want the artist, the tattoo artist to be some, like, hippie chick with dyed burgundy hair and way too many bracelets. And she's lighting incense and talking about the color of his aura and stuff. And all the while, Matthew's trying to do his, like, tough punk bit. And she, she just ignores it. She's like, whatever. He's paying. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good.
2: Dad, you got one? Um I got two. Uh, So The first one is is Matthew at the record store picking out his CDs. Um, So so him in the outfit, ignoring the real (laughs) punk that gets suggested to him and finding his way to the section where he recognizes Striper and Winger. Like, oh, these are what I want. So all the looks he would get from the employees of the record store as he's dressed like a punk and uh, picking out not punk. (laughs) Even him asking for a suggestion and then
1: just getting distracted and walking away. No, I'll see things. <laughs> uh, me, I, I'd like to see like a montage of Beth and um, Beth and Joe beating up skateboarders at the skate park, <laughs> 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 like set to some actual punk music. That would be really funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. That would be better as a cartoon. Like I see like if you want to animate a little short on the end, I think that'd, that'd be really funny.
3: I could picture it like um, just just like little tiny chase scenes. Like a skateboarder goes by the yeah. scene and then here comes Joe chasing Joe. after him. You never actually see any fighting or anything. Just a lot of chasing right, right, around. Right, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, how, the age of the skateboarders, I think, is what actually comes into it. Like if I was yeah. going to see it in a scene, it's funnier the younger they are. You know, like if they're like 11-year-olds. 11, <laughs> like year olds. 11? yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Like 11-year-olds. Like that's perfect. They're mobile enough where they can kind of get away, maybe fight back a little bit. But obviously they're no threat, uh, so I think that would be a lot funnier than them actually confronting like teenagers. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, I would like to see the clip
3: of Jimmy getting beaten up by the angry mob and throwing a bunch of cash in the air. <laughs> 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 they don't do that many of those sidewalk scenes. I like. I would like to see an extra one of those. You know, we got yeah. like in um jumper matthew catching all the stuff yeah. that they're tossing yeah. down from the building like, i don't i think the sidewalk scenes are funny and yeah i'd like to just see him like toss that cash in the air and make a break for it
1: <laughs> yeah that's right matthew does try to catch all the coins <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he perfectly catches the scissors so cool. right like no, everyone's like oh he's losing
2: an He eye holds here. it up and like every
3: lost bill's oh. wallet though yeah, all, yeah. Just, <laughs> just immediately got oh, stolen yeah. he's like where'd go <laughs> <laughs> all right we're not covering that episode <laughs> i took us off track <laughs>
2: um so my second scene is actually dave is a punk with a mohawk so flashback to dave's punk scene but i want him with like a mohawk you know nice and high. <laughs> and, and again just just that, Dave Foley at that age, you know, wearing a fake mohawk for a scene, I think I would be almost crying laughing to see it. a little bit of him being awkward, a little bit of like, hey, fellow kids, you know, <laughs> you know like he's kind of punk and doesn't quite pull it off. Uh, maybe, maybe ending with him singing uh, "Wichita Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. No, he would sing uh, "Horse with No Name." <laughs> yes, I, like I love that song. <laughs> That's true. He does love the Wichita Lyman as well. That's true. So yeah, I don't know where this punk phase came from, but like Dave, <laughs> the character is not punk. Maybe
2: with a, the the feather earring or something like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's something out there. That's not so punk, I know, but. Uh, with the mohawks. They used to do that with the mohawks. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like Mr. T.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, any other, uh, any other I've, stuff I've on the I've got one more. Okay.
3: Um, so I want to see a flash forward. Catherine... Reporting in London. You know, she left to go be Ah. the London correspondent. I want to see her reporting in London on Jimmy's attempts to build the towers over there. And the radio sting has been modified to say total eclipse of Hyde Park.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Not
2: bad.
3: Also, it would give us more Catherine, which we all need.
1: (laughs) Total eclipse of Hyde Park.
2: (laughs) I'm like, would it be accent? How'd they do it?
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's what I got for On the Fly.
1: All right. All right. So how about our catch-all um, recasting? How about the part of Reg? If we were to recast Reg, the security guard, with any other law enforcement uh, person from any NBC show from that period till now, uh, who would you want to see catch Matthew putting forks down his pants? Uh, Thad, who who would you... Uh, Recast in that role. Oh, uh, I I draw a blank on this one. I don't
2: have any idea. I can't name like was Ice T was that show was Law and Order on NBC? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Ice well, T is literally the only person I know, and <laughs> he is not a good choice for that part. <laughs> so <laughs> I am
1: out. Gotcha. Okay.
3: So my first thought was Brooklyn nine nine.
1: Yeah. Brooklyn nine nine. Yep. Yep. Fox. It went to NBC though.
3: It, yeah, yeah, they 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 got canceled, and then NBC saved them. I did not basically, know that. yeah. I'm still waiting for one of my other favorite shows that just got canceled. Get saved by someone. Come on, NBC. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that's for a, that's for a different podcast. <laughs>
1: it's like, stop trying to be Fitch Happen, Lord. <laughs> Help me, Peacock. You're my only hope.
3: <laughs> um, so if I was gonna go Brooklyn Nine Nine, I want Melissa Fumero who plays Amy Santiago. Mm -hmm. I think she could play those beats like basically identical to the way Reg did. Um, Then I started thinking about, what about um, if we got a little looser with the the term law enforcement, I started thinking about Hugh Dane, who played Hank, the security guard, on The Office. Yes,
1: that's, yes. He
3: was fantastic. He was was great. He had such a tiny role. He made so much of that role. He was really good. Um, But ultimately, I think who I want to go with is... Randall Kennan Winston who played Leonard the security guard from scrubs he was the security guard with a hook for a hand and the main thing I want him for is I want him to still have the hook for a hand and I want them to not address it at all they don't mention like what's with the hook (laughs) he just walks in with Matthew he's got a hook for a hand and all they're worried about is Matthew and the forks and then he walks out (laughs)
1: um I would go with uh Andy Dwyer who was a uh, security guard at the at the uh, city hall for a while I just think oh. him, him being on, on there would be really funny uh, I was also thinking of uh, Stephanie Beatriz um, from, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine I thought she would her, like her hard ass mentality would be really funny and just like total deadpan
4: <laughs> would be great
1: that's our recasting anybody have any last thoughts?
3: No, I didn't have anything else for the catch-all. For the catch-all, yeah, sure.
1: Okay, so uh, we will do our episode explain badly or or headlines. Um, so this is a take on uh, the thing where, like, the Wizard of Oz was described as a young woman travels to a distant land and kills the first person she meets, and then teams up with three strangers to kill again. Something similar to that, or a catchy headline for like a newspaper uh dad what do you have um i start with reporter
2: whips crowd into frenzy directs them to assault boss <laughs> that's a little sensationalistic yeah but...
3: <laughs> you're gonna get those clicks people are gonna click that headline that's
1: right <laughs> <laughs> revenge <laughs> lauren
3: Um, I've got a billionaire attempts to destroy several historic city blocks in order to satiate his own raging ego. Mm. (laughs) Mm.
1: Sensational. (laughs) I've only got one, so I'll save mine until the end. Um, Thad, what do you have?
2: uh, Aging employee gets condescended by coworkers for exploring identity.
3: (laughs) Um. Okay, I've got a reporter turns 30 and finally embraces his inner poser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Took him this long. <laughs> <laughs> That's like
2: the saddest thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> uh, any other ones?
3: I've got one more. You okay. have any more, Thad? Okay. Nope. Um an electrician's toxic masculinity spirals out of control, causing him to physically harm punk music enthusiasts, skateboarders, and some of his own co-workers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they like it. <laughs> they like my toxic masculinity. <laughs> I was trying to figure out one for that, too, and I was like, ah, I can't really wear this <laughs> one. All
1: right. My, my headline is Alphabet Poop. Billionaires' initial shaped towers Threaten the, the neighborhood.
4: it's not quite the kuwait is
3: over
1: (laughs) but i could definitely see that being on like the new york post like not the times but definitely the post would run something like that (laughs) billionaire bozo tries to build towers
2: (laughs) Everybody likes alliteration, Tom. Everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt will be a recap episode where we recap our Jimmy publicity stunts unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Good night, pumpkin. But a fucco to you, too.
0: Pantyhose. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your Hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoodoo underscore Factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Hey, news radiologist. Stick around to learn more about this adequate podcast that is also part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network.
2: Stolen Dress Entertainment proudly presents its new educational documentary series, The Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour Podcast. In it, you will learn such things as the origin of jelly. So he went home and did his dog in the cage. Yes, yeah. you yeah, can take a guess at what he put in the donut. The discovery of synthetic cheese. So
1: along comes this little guy, whom we all know and love, just know actually. Wedgie,
2: I can help you. Can you? Yes, I've got a
4: solution. What is it? Synthetic cheese. Ta da!
2: And the brewing process of Candy mead. I get like one of those giant micro
1: brew things, right? Put it on the grudge. I fill it with like a 12 pack of Bud, Bud Light. Throw in a bunch of candies and just leave it there for a year. Won't you join us every Monday at www.danandjay.com? We learn you good.